It's been an eventful week for football fans in India. Bengaluru FC India's club has qualified for the semi-finals of the AFC Cup but and unfortunately the under 16 team has bowed off about out of the AFC under 16 championship these will be the main talking points in today's episode of injury time this is Naveen in the company of Sandeep hello Sandeep uh, first to begin with Bengaluru FC what a run they have had three seasons in and already into the semi-finals of the AFC Cup yes great achievement for yeah. uh, any Indian club and they have successfully done it in three years semi-final looks like a tough draw uh, mm-hmm. jo- Johar yeah, up against the defending champion Johar. Uh, I don't think they have ever beaten Johar exactly. in their, uh, you know, two, two years. Yeah, two, this is the third year. I mean, yeah. this is technically third year, the second year. But yeah, still, they played thrice. One yeah, I don't think they have beaten them. Yeah. So, it's going to be really, really difficult. But uh, whatever said and done, third team to be in the semi-final of the AFC Cup from India. Right. It's a great achievement. Yeah, first one was Dempo SC under Armando Colasso and then East Bengal in 2013, if I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah, 13-14, yeah. Yeah, 2013 and now Bengaluru FC. But much will be talked about Albert Roca and his boys in the coming se- in the coming years and coming seasons of Indian well, you football. You have to, under- uh, before we praise Roca for what he has done and rightfully so, we have to talk about Ashley and I was what just Ashley about to tell you this. What, whatever he has done in the past three years, the results of Yeah, it's like, I mean, that club, what it is now is, a yes. lot of it depends, I mean, it is a lot of it is because of Ashley, and uh, he is the one who took them to quarterfinals. Uh, Roka has done a good job in the semifinals. They in the first leg we saw that match, they were totally uh, outplaying the opposition, and the second one when they were trying when the sing uh, what is it the, the stacks were trying to come back, Tampines Rovers were trying to come back. Uh, Roka he made sure that the defense was stable and they were still not panicking. They were attacking properly and building up moves from the back. So. Um, they, I still feel they are a work in progress, the team, because they are not completely acclimatized with his way of football. But uh, he's managed the two games very well. The 180 minutes, it's not like a 90 minute game, it's a 180 minute game. Something that he always stressed <coughs> on, it won't be a yeah. 90 minute match. So he, the, his management of the two games was very good. Especially the the away leg against a Tampines Rovers in Singapore. No goals to show for, but what did you make of the match? Uh, I think Rovers were better in the... I, I didn't watch the whole match properly, I was working, so... Um, they From what I saw, I, I thought Rovers were better. And Pennant had this really, really good chance and he just blazed it over the bar. Right. He just didn't right have Right inside a, the box. Yeah, right inside, right in the middle. And then he just smashed it over. Right? I thought that was the turning point. And then I don't think they made a great, great many uh, clear-cut chances. But of the chances which uh, Rovers created and also took a shot at the goal. Amrinder Singh was simply fabulous in the goal. Yeah, he, I think he was called up, called upon once to mm. make a brilliant save and he, mm. he pulled it off. Yeah. So He probably will continue to be their number one. Number there was one. a little bit of uh, doubt before because Lal, uh, from what we heard, Ralte was good with, his, with the ball at his feet, which is the kind of football that Roka would like mm. to play. So Amrinder, as a short stopper, I think he's probably the best in India. But in talking more about the Bengaluru FC side, what did you make of their style of play? No goals? The again. only thing I was... Uh, and I stressed it the previous time we spoke also. It's uh, Their set pieces are now more varied. Mm-hmm. They have few options. They work on the set pieces differently, which is not something that we saw a lot of in under Ashley Westwood. Uh, it's not paid dividends as of now. Both the time... Like the three times I think they did it when they played at home. And I definitely saw once when they played away. I don't know if they played more like that. Uh, they it will give them goals because it, 
it's a very different like, uh, they had that free kick that uh, vinith uh, eugene almost managed right. that was a well worked uh, free kick, free kick. They, because vinith peeled after the far post eugene was just eugene gone. was just missed i think he banged his shoulder into right. the post also with that mm. but yeah i think that is a major uh, turn mm. thing that i saw of them something but, that highly clubs should be if they are not yet they should be very very off very off uh roga coming in one guy which we both of us really expected would shine was alvin george and in the past two matches he's had a long run in the 180 minutes that bfc has played so far <coughs> what have you made of his performance in particular um it's so it's still early days mm. uh, he's good he's always been good probably the most technically sound player in india yes this is not just this is not just us saying even uh, sunil chetri has, has also said the same thing attested to this he's a very good very very technically sound midfielder and uh, he will get better mm. under roka there is absolutely no doubt in my mind mm. that he if he applies himself properly he is just he is just going to be he, he probably will see the same kind of transition that eugene had when he came first to bfc right. and the kind he went maybe one or two levels above his normal standards i probably see the same mm. thing from him but the foreign recruits that roka has brought in those guys have been really influential in this 180 minutes of football that bengaluru fc has played under albert roka especially the likes of cameron watson alvaro rubio in the middle of the park and juan gonzales partnering up with uh, john johnson in the back yeah they are, they are giving them exactly what he needs roka needs uh yuanan as they they call mm-hmm. him he passes very well from mm-hmm. the defense uh like watson is someone who's played similar kind of football mm-hmm. under another coach in australia roka is from spain he knows what uh, how to pass and move if you see roka he he's like just before he receives the ball he just glances over his shoulders once just to see where the next move is so he's always thinking ahead mm-hmm. and uh, so it's just going to be an interesting season going forward although we don't know if uh, rubio is going to be there for the i league season yeah he's especially called in for these yeah, contract is next uh, until december right. so maybe we'll have mm-hmm. to wait and see about that but looking forward the next match <coughs> next week uh bengaluru fc play away first against yeah. johor in malaysia yeah their strikers have been really top form this time round both the argentine and the local, the malaysian jab they have been scoring go- goals in numbers any special advice to the guys oh, no, 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 no one to give an advice <laughs> or anything but i i see it as a very tough very mm-hmm. tough if if they manage to get an away goal does bfc come here at kandirwa with a huge advantage even of if course, they of course, end up it's always a great advantage to come here with an away goal so yeah. you I mean it's all you know kind of a double edged sword if they get one then mm-hmm. it's another if they get two it's a mountain to climb mm-hmm. but an away goal will give them this huge confidence mm-hmm. just because they kind of have an insurance like one goal if we concede we can still see it to the penalties and who knows what happens there exactly but that will happen only next week next wednesday is when Bengaluru FC will face Johor Darul Takshim in the first leg of the semi-finals. That's away in Malaysia, but something that's happened this week, uh, Indian coach the under-16 side has bowed out of the AFC under-16 championship uh, championship that's underway in Goa. Yeah, and uh, I think you watched a little bit more of it than I did, mm-hmm. so uh, I defer to you on that. Although I I have my only issues like I I sometimes I kind of feel that the players are a little bit confused. Mm-hmm. in terms of what they're supposed to do maybe because they attack their wing striker is on the wing 
they are get they good going forward they getting goals but, but staying back defending yeah, they're, they're <laughs> not some, good at defending and also there is a lack of concentration because the number of goals considered from set pieces too much too much and exactly. that is criminal mm-hmm. to concede that amount it, of goals it all began with the first match against uae when india was leading handsomely two goals to nil and then you end up conceding two corners goals from two corners first in the first half and then second in the second half and then you again go up go, Three nil up in the next match, yeah, and then and they the, concede another three. That is something. So defensively, that will not take so you any far. Nicola right? Adam has a year, a little, a little, little less than a year. year. Little over a year. Yeah, uh, let's say a year. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's in October, I think, September, mm-hmm. October. So he has a year to get the defensive part of it right because going forward they look fine. But something that really caught my eye today when I was glancing through the various websites, like. Nikola Adam in his post-match press conference especially after the Iran match stressed on the fact that he doubts if few of the teams are fielding over his guys. Uh, yeah, because because uh, his, his let me make his point. His point was this team has played against the youth teams of Bundesliga, Bundesliga clubs. Bundesliga. Yeah. Yeah. And the German age group teams get selected from these uh, players that play in the youth setup. Hmm. and if india has performed well on the stamina front on the quali- on the skill front and has lasted 90 minutes i he has no re- a rational explanation to what has happened here in india when they go against the likes of iran who see according to him seem to have fielded over his guys uh, isn don't you think that's kind of a misconstrued statement could be because uh, maybe they played well against the bundesliga he, he, clubs yeah, he, but he, maybe he has, it, he has it's a different match. statement uh, a blank statement but put a question out there no, every, every match is a different match mm-hmm. and maybe they, they played against the clubs not the german national team mm-hmm. under 16 under 15 national team he played against clubs so the, he may have one or two national team level players in that club now you have 11 national level uh, players you playing against national yeah team. so that's a, a different difficult thing i i don't mm-hmm. maybe they feel that maybe they don't uh, i don't think you should look into all that it's that's just up to the performance you exactly. look at the performance they, there was plenty of positives but mm-hmm. defensively they were at times they were just shambolic and that he has a year to work on that's an area where uh, nikola adam really has to work on but going up front india is doing really well aman chetri boris tokjom who's the right winger and you have someone like sanjeev talin Apparently from Bangalore, something new to us. Yeah. Never heard of him before. Uh, these He's guys been have, with them for two years. So. Right. Uh, these guys have been doing really well, and we just hope that they can continue the good work and be well prepared when the Under-17 FIFA World Cup begins here in India, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, moving on into the international scene now, the senior teams, uh, the La Liga. They had midweek games. Two big matches to talk about. One is Real Madrid taking on Villarreal, and then Barcelona going head to head with Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid was searching for their first win in Nou Camp since 2006. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. I expected actually Torres to score, because Torres has a great, a great record against Barcelona. Uh, but yeah, it's a good match. I think one-one <coughs> is just about the right result. But I noticed something just and I we've touched on this before against uh, when they were playing uh, Alaves over the weekend, mm-hmm. I think or Las Palmas. No, Al- Al- Las Palmas, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think whoever they played over at mm. the weekend, they won five one. Mm. But uh, if you look at that, the way they were playing in that match, it was not just possession; they had counter attacking goals. And this is something that Luis Enrique has brought in. Like we've seen Barcelona model that how they followed with mm. Frank Rijkaard and how 
Guardiola made it all about yeah. possession and now you're seeing another side from Luis Enrique which is yeah Barcelona still going to have a lot of the ball a Barcelona style of play has evolved yes so it's also about counter attacks and we as we I spoke about this during uh, Spain's Euro and how exactly. Barcelona has evolved yeah. and they need to evolve and that was again evident in that match very very evident because they were sort of like sitting back allowing speak, last ball to play match or no no we can match, match. Weekend. yeah they were this kind of allowing the opposition to play and then hitting them on the break and that was a nice thing to see them uh, actually do a counter attack mm-hmm. and so you can see like because they have pace up front now all three of them are equally good and equally strong maybe neymar less so <laughs> in terms of strength but uh, the other uh, the others yeah never really know. and messi is, uh, apparently messi is out for 3 weeks Uh, yeah. and also even uh, luis enrique at the end of the match press, post match press conference came out and said he didn't really care about the position today it's about the goals yeah so that's a barcelona manager saying that we are not all about possession never today. heard of yeah so that's a good thing but the uh, galacticos <laughs> as they called real madrid drawing uh, drawing their match <laughs> sorry drawing their game against the yellow submarine yeah did you expect we are at the score at the it is a penalty it was a penalty because sergio ramos was being sergio ramos you know concede a goal and then go and score the equalizer okay make amends i i'll i'll give one and then i'll get one back so it's a, yeah but they were little wanting bail looked little out of sorts ronaldo looked a little out of sorts 16 game did vrl do really well by keeping a tight line in the match because not allowing I, actually I, i mean i didn't really watch that match i only watched the highlights because so all, i don't all, really all what i could get a glimpse of the match vrl held a tight line ronaldo was never given a bit that's more that's in, in, when any uh, team plays against someone like real madrid that's always going to happen and madrid have to, they are good enough to have found a way through so and this time around that didn't yeah this time around it's just maybe an off night bale really really did not have a good night and that showed on the score line yeah also. but moving on from uh, spain to england this is news like outside football it's not football this time when we're talking about when we talk uh, talk about the premier league yaya tore in a real trouble when it comes to uh, manchester city oh yeah we were having a discussion about this before we recorded and uh, i just i just felt like what the agent has done seluk i think his name is mm-hmm. uh, yaya tore when he before guardiola came in he made some disparaging comments about guardiola and then guardiola had spoken about in the pre match conference that until he apologizes tour is not going to play so and now the agent has decided to come Take. and accuse guardiola of being picking up teams with great players and big money so that he can make a name for himself and asked i think he asked him to go and go to zaragoza or something uh, or one of the english low english clubs to one of the lower english clubs to say okay you win there and then prove it prove yourself so i think agents are becoming too powerful in the world of football to question a manager same thing happened with riola and uh, klopp under balotelli mm-hmm. who incidentally have uh, four goals in two matches in nice yes. and uh, they are leading the table in the fr- in front the french league where is psg gone yeah no they beat monaco uh, mm-hmm. yesterday so yeah. that was also another anecdote but yeah i think i i really feel agents are getting too much mm-hmm. money or too much they making kind of statements that you know they sub- don't don't do it just apologize and because yaya tore is 34 years old yeah. 30 yeah 34 years old and uh, he is in his last year at city mm. he already retired from international yeah football. and potentially if you want a new suitor next season because guardiola is not going to blame 
you you would want him to play a few matches and so that you can say okay see this is what he's done last season mm-hmm. where are my offers if he doesn't play i don't know what's going to happen maybe he can go to maybe he can come to isl and <laughs> try we his can do it hmm? we can get good stories yeah yeah <laughs> we can yeah hopefully that's something uh, that's just an anecdote that i don't like it but uh, looking forward to this uh, game oh, i have to say something about the league cup match that league chelsea match. played against leicester yeah and liverpool uh, one against derby yeah so and and chelsea aspirated aspirated to scoring fabriga scoring a double and who was kehil getting a goal isn't it yeah and kehil is the reason why they conceded two goals <laughs> so okay uh, okasaki scoring two for leicester yeah okasaki is double okay. his first goal in uh, 30 appearances some 30 something like that yeah, he didn't score for a long time and then kehil allowed him to score twice so uh, and okay you can't blame kehil completely for the second goal but the first two goal was If Cahill, I don't, I don't see him as a Chelsea level defender. But do yeah. you have and David Luiz for although he had a few David Luiz moments in defense, he played a few long balls, forward mm-hmm. balls that were just absolutely outstanding for Costa for uh, Pedro, which was an offside, but beautiful balls. This is what you get from David Luiz. So he's frustrating in defending, in defensive terms mm-hmm. at times, but uh, some of his passes. it's just unbelievable it's but talking mainly about the chelsea defense if uh, kehil is that bad does antonio conte ha- has have a replacement to bring in in players but zuma but zuma is injured isn't it no he's just on his comeback trail so Hopefully. he should be back in action but, uh, i think around december close to december but what till december you stick with kehil or you like go back to what conte did with juventus player three man defense you don't have three center backs to play three man defense because uh, ivanovic has had a horrible mm. uh, he started okay but off late he's had a very bad i mean he was beaten for pace by milner who uh, who was quick and he was playing as a left sided midfielder in newcastle now, or maybe even in aston villa now but, just a workhorse yeah now he's just a workhorse and i i, I don't I, i feel like chelsea's defense will keep letting them down unless they get somebody in uh, who's much more much not much more much better But uh, David Luiz doesn't seem to be an answer to defensive woes that Chelsea has right now. He can be, but mm. you know he he's going to give you the three nervy moments every match. You just uh, that's that's a guaranteed one. Yeah. But going ahead into this week, the big game is Arsenal taking on Chelsea. How do yeah. you see Chelsea panning out against Arsenal? Well, well, they lost out to uh, Liverpool, who's quick and ball playing mm. team. So Arsenal is again. some a play a team who can do that all where exactly is it must sample bridge or the average, uh, average i think average. so and it's uh, asan wenger's 20 year anniversary mm. and all those things chelsea have been good against arsenal over the past years but i'm not too overly convinced by chelsea or by arsenal so it's it's like Anybody anyone's game, game. yeah mm-hmm. it depends on what arsenal and what chelsea show is it the chelsea of second half against liverpool or the first half or is it the arsenal who played against liverpool in that bliss yeah then the destructive <laughs> time when liverpool were playing like that or the arsenal who played uh, oh actually i don't know who arsenal who played who did they play in the last match they won yeah not watford didn't they won no city burnley. manchester united lost to watford burnley burnley yeah, yeah. yeah. whoever they played you know 4-0 i think they won that match so united again all sorts of problems actually one problem wayne rooney Do you play him or do you drop him? If it is me, I would drop him. And Mourinho historically has been one guy who is not, you know, shied away from making big decisions. He's dropped uh, Iker Casillas in 
right real madrid exactly. mr real madrid he dropped mm. and he dropped frank lampard when he came back mm-hmm. and he is not someone who is like you know little patient or anything like that but with rooney i don't know what it is with him he is just giving rooney the chance maybe he is hoping that over an extended period rooney will start play like this and then he can drop him and people won't question why he dropped him i i, I don't understand because you bought a player for 100 million mm-hmm. and pogba has not played in his right position and rooney is well, alex ferguson told this best rooney is an instinctive player so he is just going to go where his instinct take him and over the years it's helped him right. but in in the mourinho system where you have to be positionally available he is not there mm-hmm. and he doesn't get the ball he is in defensive midfield role and that and is latan likes to cut drop deep so when he drops deep rooney is right there coming up so it's just it's just not working yeah, two guys together yeah and then you have people like carrick and herrera and schneiderlin and schweinsteiger who's playing with the reserves all those people there like how how just put him drop him for one one match and see how and see how it goes yeah i think they'll be much more smoother once you drop him but uh, another team that might have a bit a bit of problem is liverpool with starrich giving that cold shoulder to klopp when he was substituted off against chelsea yeah, i don't know how, down the, the how is that turning out to be the standard because uh, origi gave a good account of himself in the league cup game scoring a goal coutinho was again what coutinho is coming fit now uh hopefully he's expected to be back for the coming game hoping for the same but yeah coutinho showed what coutinho can be and let's hope how the team uh, i think you know sarich is a very irritating player as far as i'm concerned he's either not injured i mean not injured i mean either injured yeah. or else is he is assuming that he is injured or else he is when klopp say something like you know play on the left side come in come in cut in whatever he is not happy he had the same problem mm-hmm. with chelsea when he didn't want to play on the right side he only like when he was happiest when there was suarez along with him and then he is just one of those characters at that one season we should always remember that starrich shined so much only because he had suarez in his company exactly if suarez what uh, was not there i don't know how much could have starrich contributed on his own I mean, he is a goal scorer, he's a good good goal scorer. But he is again, even if it's a zero angle or a very tight acute angle, he's not a person who will pass. He he will go for the shot. He's someone. The like one time I saw he passed was uh, for Mane earlier this season. Mm-hmm. He squared the ball for Mane. Otherwise, he's always someone who goes for the shot, and that's just a wasted opportunity. Mm-hmm. I had the same problem when he was in Chelsea, and whenever I see him for Liverpool, this is the same thing I feel like. Things okay. haven't changed. No, it hasn't changed. He's not a team guy. Like Suarez used to put it on a platter for him. Like, go ahead, knock it in. Suarez wouldn't do that to Suarez. And if he did, it'll be like a handful of times. <laughs> so I think that's all for this episode of injury time, isn't it? Hmm. Do you have any more anything? Uh, in any thoughts? Not really. Yeah, the one thing I was, I recently uh, found out was uh, Diego Simeone has reduced his contract. to 2018 so there is the world cup huh is he planning something after the world cup no it's so maybe last season at the end when they lost the champions, champions league, league you could see he was not mm. really all that happy and maybe there's it's a continuation of that there are rumors circling that uh, he might inter milan is a possible destination for simeone because there was some flirtation between the camps during the summer so uh, i'm not really sure but it seems like an interesting thing for a coach to reduce his 
contract from I think it was to in 2020 it reduced 22 to, if i'm not wrong yeah he mm-hmm. reduced it to 2018 so that's an interesting thing mm-hmm. and uh, dortmund is a joy to watch they have scored 17 goals in the last three matches crazy 6 6 and 5 Crazy yeah, and they have that young guy Christian Pulisic from America mm. the United States player very very good player he looks like a big pick he's some he's going to be something really need to give the scouts a pat on the back to get him with it yeah, yeah. They really mm. do and they, historically they've done well Gagawa mm. and Lewandowski all of them so Dortmund has has this reputation of giving you good players yeah they'll develop players Aubameyang Mkhitaryan nobody knew them until they came to uh, this place Lewandowski for that matter yeah, yeah. I mentioned yeah. Lewandowski earlier yeah, did. yeah anything more to add mm, no are we done yes so before we go off I really need to ask you this Arsenal versus Chelsea you don't talk as a fan but what what are your score like I don't want a prediction because you already said it's anyone's game yeah, what's the score like 2-0 um, Chelsea is it a fan bit of both <laughs> yeah <laughs> Away, uh, away matches, you need to take that also into consideration. No, I don't, have to, I don't have to take that into consideration. <laughs> Last time they played against Arsenal, they scored 6. So, uh, I think that was the Emirates. Mm-hmm. So, it, I, don't, I don't know. Could spring up a surprise. Yeah, Arsenal can. Mm-hmm. See, this... Uh, it's a very difficult game to call mm-hmm. because... Because even the midway games, Lucas Perez looked good, isn't it? Yeah, he scored 2. So he looks like And Zaka pulling off Zaka the... scored 2 and 2 mm. in the last two matches and two very good goals too from for that matter. So it looks like an interesting match but I think Chelsea might just shade it, it. Yeah. Let's see how that turns up. It's yeah. on Saturday, the late night match. Mm. So that will be one of our talking points for the next episode of Injury Time. Do follow us on Facebook at uh, Injury Time. At the page's name is Injury Time and uh, on Twitter at at injury time ind yes absolutely. or you can follow naveen at peter speaking or me at sandy the menon so uh, i hope you have fun listening to this and uh, we look forward to bringing you the next episode